Blog Talk Radio. listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to another broadcast on When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast, a special broadcast called Stronger Together with uh, Reverend Valerie Miller. I'm glad to have her and her family on. Amen. We're going to, this is a special um, broadcast for black history. Amen. We talk about uh, um, the naming of a street of the late Sheriff Joseph Lee Somerville. Amen. I'm excited to, to hear what the family has to say. I did read the bio and everything, and I'm um, just glad, man, that we have this opportunity to listen in. This is about our history, and it's so important uh, for, for our, our black history that we know who we are and we know that we have con- contrib- contributed much more than this country will ever give us credit for. There's somewhere... Somewhere, some somebody, some person there of color that's making history as we talk. So we are excited today to have her. Uh, Valerie, are you with me? Yes, good evening. Okay. Thank you, evening. Reverend Ray, for having me and the family here this evening. Um, I'm glad to be reunited with the station. Um, I joined the station back in, I think, was it 2009 or 2010 for one year, and I had a segment called Stronger Together with Valerie every Sunday evening at 7 p.m., and it was basically um, reaching out to the community to find out what was going, in the, going on in the community and how we could serve the community better and we went with a vision of preventing suicide and depression as best as we could. And on that note, I would like to, uh, or the family and I would like to extend our uh, condolences to you because you lost your mom this weekend, and you still went out of your way to allow us to host the show tonight, uh, even during your grief. So if you don't mind, I'd like to ask the listeners that we could just take a little brief moment of silence in honor of our family members, uh, Joseph Lee Somerville Sr., and also for your mom. Okay. So much. Thanks so much. Um, again, I, um, I thank you for allowing us to have this uh, special segment for Black History Month in honoring a family member who, in fact, made history here in Maryland, in St. Mary's County, to be exact. Um, But ultimately, uh, being on the radio, for me, started a, a journey into ministry, and I thank you for your opportunity in allowing that experience for me, which led me to uh, complete seminary and then go on to become a psychopathologist uh, because who knew that uh, we would have a pandemic and uh, have people going through so much, losing jobs, losing loved ones, um, not all because of COVID. Some were just COVID-related because there were no spaces in the hospital to adequately uh, treat people. And so um, who who knew that the need for psychologists, psychiatrists, psychopathologists would be needed at a time such as this? Um, 
one of the my most favorite uh, episodes was with a good friend of mine, Richard Taylor, who is a former linebacker with the New York Jets, who decided to, when he finished his career, he wanted to help the homeless. And so he took a journey by going out and he slept on the streets and then eventually started a movement where he was able to uh, feed the homeless and he got many organizations to donate to that. And so um, moving from there, uh, we've got a, a, an amazing story tonight. We're going to listen to uh, some of the family members about Joseph Lee Somerville Sr. and his um, historical movement in St. Mary's County uh, this, and the state of Maryland, actually. It's, it's epic, it's, it's historical, and an amazing story. So we're going to go to um, a commercial break, and when we come back, we will talk family. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with mom. We're going to go You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So we're back, and we're going to start with an opening prayer by Cousin Destiny uh, to start us off before we go into the story. Well, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to be able to share the life and legacy of my grandfather, Joseph Somerville Sr. We're asking, oh God, just those who are listening that they're impacted, that you continue to comfort their family and even those that were affected by um, his passing and that you allow the legacy that he has left for us to continue to spread throughout the state of Maryland and St. Mary's County. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So... We want to start this story from the early years uh, when jo- Joseph Lee um, started into his career. We want to hear about what were those early years like? What what did he have to face in terms of racism in a in a state and a county that has been predominantly white, and he being a black the first black sheriff of St. Mary's County and the state of Maryland being one of six in the history of Maryland. And we're going to speak to his widow, Dolores Somerville. Good evening. I am Dolores Somerville, wife of the late Joseph Somerville, those years that we are talking about now, they were hard years. There was nothing easy being black and living in St. Mary's County, Maryland. There was many times that Jolie, that's my husband, Jolie, there was many times that he didn't think there was anything wrong with what he was doing with with with, with living in St. Mary's County and working as the first black sheriff. But he had many enemies right in his own department. If the truth be told, and also it wasn't very easy for him to leave home at night, even the daytime either and try to run a department where you have so many pulling against you. 
those days and those nights were hard. There were times when when you're working with maybe 16 or 17 deputies versus now you have about 300. Yes, you have more people now, but also there was many people here in St. Mary's and crimes were still being committed. But um, times were hard. There was nothing easy about it. Terry, do you have something that you can say about those times? So now we have Sister Terry, or daughter Terry, I'm sorry, daughter Terry. Um, I can't speak about the, the earlier days as to what he went through. I guess more or less I was more focused on when he was appointed. Um, as uh, chair by the late um, Marvin Mandel, who was the governor at that time. And there were, he was appointed, and then he decided back in, um, he was appointed in 77, I believe, and then in 78, he um, decided to run for sheriff. He had already experienced it, already went through, he was already a deputy and went through. And, you know, we, I want to talk about the, his character more or less. I mean, he was definitely, yes, father, uh, husband, mm -hmm. but the character of him himself, there were a group of people who, when he decided to run, got on, supported him. They backed up his candidacy because they saw in him, you know, the quality of being a leader, uh, you know, being a fair person. Um, when he passed, uh, my um, our, our cousin, uh, Kevin, Deacon Kevin, Kevin Somerville, you know, he asked, he said, what is it that you want people to know about your father? And I said, well, that's easy. I want them to know that he is, he was a fair person. So these people, they didn't have any problem about backing him, supporting him. Um, the first, uh, the first people that um, helped him with his candidacy, um, such as like Miss Bertie Bowman, uh, Miss Janice uh, Walter, Miss Alice Gaskin, uh, Mr. Brent Thompson, Mr. Carl Pence, Miss Evelyn Holland, uh, Mr. Sam Taylor, uh, Ms. Alfreda Walter, just to name a few. They were able to get on board and support him. They didn't have to mold him into any type of candidate. Uh, these days, people so often try to take a person and shape them and mold them into something that. The, the public will, you know, support. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't the case. You know, he was a fair, decent man, and he never lost that, you know, when he was, I guess, um, he was faced with a lot of adversity. He was still able to uh, run the department um, fairly, treated everyone the same, and he did that in his professional life, whether he was wearing a uh Uniform, and then also, you know, as a father, neighbor, and relative, and also a family person. After he, you know, after he finished and completed his day. So, what was the most difficult or very difficult time that you probably experienced, or the family experienced? Um, I understand that there was a shooting one time. You want to talk about that? Yes. We have Joseph Lee Jr. speaking now, who's also uh, a deputy for St. Mary's County. He followed his father's footsteps. Yes. Um, on a particular night, I think I was probably about 14 or 15 years of age, in the backyard, um, working on my dirt bike, and my brother and a few cousins there. And um, mom and dad were working on the new part of the house, putting insulation in. And all of a sudden, I remember a car, vehicle pulling out in front of us. us in. Um, it was a Volkswagen, VW Volkswagen. Um, next thing you know, shots rang out. Some weirds passed us. We dropped the light. We ran. I remember clearly to this day, I ran to the sliding glass door. It was shut. And uh, hit it, ran back into it, and slid down like you see on cartoons. And uh, my father opened the door and said, boy, what the hell is wrong with you? I said, uh, Dad, someone's shooting at us. He said, no one's shooting at you. I said, Dad, someone's shooting at us. I come around in front of the house, sort of holes in the windows and um, in the brick 
threw him away from the residence. And I'll never forget that night. He ran in the house, grabbed his vest, grabbed his uh, weapon, his firearm, jumped in his cruiser. I said, Pompey, he hit himself now. And he went out looking for them. And um, to this day, we never clearly found out who who did the drive-by to our residence. So, yes, we experienced racism back then. And, you know, still up to this day, too, you know. But um, to give you a little bit of history of the St. Louis County Sheriff's Office, um, what is the Pilgrims first come over here in 1634? And the Sheriff's Office was established in 1637. If it's not the... Oldest, one of the first oldest um, agencies in the nation. 1637 when the St. Louis County Sheriff's Office was established. My father um, joined in 1966 um, and uh, progressed on, uh, progressed on, and he got to the rank of um, lieutenant. And that time, um, the the sheriff at that time, uh, Mr. George Sanger. Um, and committed suicide, and um, my father, you know, was uh, asked to fill in by the governor to, uh, to finish out the term, and that time my father ran for sheriff. During the time my father was elected um, to run for sheriff, um, my grandmother, his mother, had passed away, so he had to deal with that at the same time. And um, and I remember many nights my father coming home. My father had many different jobs. He was a waterman. He was a farmer. Um, he was a truck driver and uh, eventually became a deputy. And uh, he still maintained the role of being a farmer, too. But um, he would come home at night. Um, he could see some frustration, in, but he would never, you know, elaborate with us. We were still young kids and all. And uh, he more or less would talk to mom about it or maybe some of his friends. But you could see it, it bothered him sometimes when he come in here. And over the years, sit down and talk with him. He said, "Yeah, he caught hell um, in the sheriff's office um, coming along. He um, said it was racism. Um, his officers, if he wanted to take the officers from uh, from the narcotic section and put them back on patrol, they wanted to sue him or take him to court for him making that move. But they understand they they work at the pleasure of the sheriff. And uh, so, yes, he had many times he had to go to federal court." Uh, circuit court because he was getting sued left and right. And uh, I think he said uh, it was so many of them that he, met, he didn't lose, I really didn't lose one. He had, they ended up had to pay um, another officer um, some money and about $5,000, and that was it. But um, overall, um, my father was a humble man, very humble man. And even to this day, the people, you know, back from the days they remember the sheriff, would still call him sheriff. He would uh, put his chest out and everything, and uh, he would um, – he, he still carried that – he was just a humble man. You know, he didn't wear it on his forehead or anything. He, he carried it in his heart, and whenever anyone needed something or wanted help, they would, you know, speak my pops and possibly, you know, steer them in the right direction or, or do whatever he could for them. So, thanks, Joey. So, one of the um, funny things uh, that has been mentioned from time to time was how uh, uh, even at the dinner table, Joe Lee would sit at the table listening to the scanner uh, and would hop up anytime something happened. So, would somebody like to elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah, my father, my goodness. We had, he had a speaker, he had a scanner on top of the refrigerator, had a, a speaker in the basement, a speaker outside. <laughs> he had speakers throughout. So he always heard the calls when something happened in his county, and he would respond. I can see my mom getting frustration with her sometimes, but he just jumps up, grabs his stuff, and he leaves. It was called to come over the scanner one evening. We were sitting down just about ready to eat dinner, and um, about no more than about three miles, four miles from us. It was called went out, uh, a tractor overturned, and someone was pinned under a tractor. I remember he jumping up with so much force, the chair slid back, hit the wall, <laughs> grabbed his keys, jumped in his cruiser, went out the driveway like on two wheels, hit the highway. And I remember him rolling up on scene because I talked to the young man and, uh, many years later. 
and he said, your father come around the turn in his cruiser, like the car was on two wheels, jump out the vehicle, jump out his cruiser and said, are you okay, young man? And he said, yes, sir, Mr. Somerville, I am okay. He said, my father turned around, got back in the vehicle and left and come on back home. But um, it was many times um, in any car that went out anywhere within the county, he would jump up, leave, respond, because they back then didn't have very many deputies on the roadway at that time and maybe one trooper down here in the county. And uh, he would get up and respond um, in the family car. We had a police radio. And uh, even times he'd taken us on calls. Mom would get upset. But we'd be in the car like, yeah, let's go, Pop, let's go, let's go. We'd be your little deputies. And here, roll off, roll off to the call. And um, we, we got to feel like that mom didn't too much. You know, she didn't. That is so funny, so funny. So um, back in September, uh, there was a, a big gathering here in St. Mary's because – uh, a 10-mile a stretch of Route 5, is that correct, Route 5, mm-hmm. was dedicated to uh, Jolie. And, Terry, you want to talk about that? Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, I would like to say what, it was in September, correct? Yeah. Yes. From what I understand. Was told that it had been in the works. It was something that since its passing um, in uh, 2000 or 2021, um, it was in the uh, uh, works as to um, it came up as an idea, of course, and had uh, people who had been working on it diligently, and it, it came to restrict. It came. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> It was completed, but um, it was a you know it was an exciting, very exciting moment, and a, a lot of people um, came out and all, and of course dignitaries and some of the politicians they came out and um, had the dedication that day. But I mean it was a, a great feeling because here younger people, even ones that are not really related to the family and other young, uh, especially um, African American kids can see, look at the sign and see that this is, you know, this is dedicated to a, um, you know, a black person, an African-American, um, and they can be proud uh, to to uh, actually see this. You know, you hear about ancient, uh, I guess, um, uh, history, um, black uh, history, but this is something, you know, modern times that you can be proud of. Um, you know, so many times you see things that happen, tragedies along the roadsides, and, um you know, that's pointed out, but um, now that you can see the sign and you'll be all taking a picture and everything of the sign and um, and then know that um, and know that uh, this was something that was that was good and it will go down into history. And then, as I say again, uh, Mrs. Walthout, she was one of the ones that was very instrumental in, you know, bringing this together. Thank you, Terry. So uh, the family has been working on trying to get memorabilia into the African American Museum in Washington, D.C. Some of uh, his memorabilia can be found in the Baltimore. Regional Lewis African American Museum. In Baltimore. So we're, we're looking at furthering this um, this memorial uh, every year during Black History Month, and we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll give you more details and updates to the Joseph Lee Somerville Project. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast, His Abounding Grace, with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
on Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On so we're back. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us in this uh, momentous occasion. And I just wanted to mention that the stretch of Route 5, the 10-mile stretch of Route 5 that was dedicated to Jolie was actually his beat. And now I'd like to talk about, uh, well, bring forth April, one of the grandchildren who started a, a scholarship and, and trust for, in honor of Joseph Lee, her grandfather. Good evening. In order to continue to honor my grandfather, Joseph Lee Somerville Sr., who we call Pop Pop, we came up with the idea to start a scholarship in order to um, afford students, graduating seniors, and continuing education students with the opportunity to get a scholarship. And this scholarship is for those who are pursuing a criminal justice or a law enforcement background. And the scholarship eligibility includes those who have a 3.0 cumulative GPA, and they're enrolled in a four-year university or college. And this is our first year offering this scholarship. Our applications have been coming in, and we're going to be awarding that this spring. So we're looking forward to do that and to continue to offer this scholarship every year um, moving forward. So thank you. So all of my Divine Nine, AKAs, Deltas, Alphas, Omegas, all of my Greek brothers and sisters, you know that we are about educating uh, our, our young people, and we would like greatly for you to uh, donate all your family members and friends. We want you to help uh, educate someone here in St. Mary's County. Now, the um the right now the only way that this trust can accept donations is by check uh and it can be mailed to PO box 97 Loveville Maryland 20656 and then repeat that one more time PO box 97 Loveville Maryland 20656 and Loveville, by the way, is one word. Yes. You said it in two. <laughs> I was trying to slow it down. It's L-O-V-E-D-I-L-L-E, Loveville, Maryland. Yes. And so at this time, we want to open the line. Uh, Ray, if you need to give instructions, we want to open the line to hear from our callers, um, hear your comments, hear your questions, and your concerns. Okay, Carlos, the, the line is open at this time. You know, whatever the questions or concerns. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, my name, am I able to go ahead and start speaking? Yes, sir. Yes, please. Okay. My name is Daryl Somerville. I'm a son of Joseph Lee Somerville and Dolores Somerville. And I wanted to thank you all for taking the opportunity to acknowledge my pops and his accomplishments and uh, giving everybody the chance to uh, speak on his behalf. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I had to go to work today. Sorry I couldn't be with the family. and uh, But uh, thank you all for doing such a good job. Amen. 
Thank you. Well, let me say to Daryl, you missed barbecue ribs, fried chicken, shrimp, <laughs> fried oysters, your mom's famous potato salad, homemade iced tea, chocolate cake, uh, lasagna by Auntie Sylvia, and, and shrimp dip, crab dip. <laughs> French onion dip, pizza, some rock dip. You know, I stopped by there on my way to work, and my mom gave me the opportunity to grab all of that delicious food. But I said, no, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to let y'all dig in first, and I'll come behind y'all tomorrow, and I'll finish up what y'all don't eat. Yes. So, callers, I want everybody to know we picked um, the end of Black History Month for a reason. Today is Joe Lee Jr.'s birthday, and it's a milestone birthday, his 60th birthday, and we just want to say happy birthday, Joey. Thank you. Are there any other callers who'd like to speak at this time? Valerie, hi, uh, it's Angie. I I just want to say to um, Joey, happy birthday, and also to say that I think this is an awesome thing that they're doing. It's specifically about trying to get um, Mr. Somerville's information in the museum and the scholarship um, that they're offering to any criminal, um, um, uh, those who are majoring in criminal background. So I, I again, wanted to, to say um, hello to the Somerville family, and I'm excited that this is going on or this is what you're um, you're pursuing. Um, of course, I got to know Mr. Somerville as well as Mrs. Somerville and the entire Somerville family, I guess, through my brother Ryan. And it has definitely been a pleasure to have known someone like Mr. Somerville. So, again, I'm excited about what the Somerville family is pursuing, and um, I'm glad you shared with me um, about this um, opportunity that you um, embarked on for on behalf of the family. And I am jealous, Valerie, that you are over there eating all that good food. <laughs> I, I can bring you a plate. I'm sure mom won't mind since I have to come back that way. <laughs> Don't worry Thank about you. it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angie, for, for joining us. I thank everybody. Um, we sent out nearly uh, or we reached nearly 2,000 people. Um, I don't know how many have joined the call today, but we are so grateful for everyone who has tuned in, but even more grateful for the donations we're about to receive. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So once again, the uh, scholarship information, <clears throat> checks must be made payable to J.L. Somerville Sr. Scholarship Trust. And I'll repeat that. Make checks payable to J.L. Somerville Sr. Scholarship Trust. And it can be mailed to P.O. Box 97, Loveville, Maryland, 20656. Kevin Ray? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Listen to and Christian speak online talk radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, 
and blogtalkradio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page for Christian Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, he came to set the captives free. Well, Reverend Ray, we thank you so much um, for having us. And we have one question. Go ahead. You, Destiny has a question. Yes, um, I more so, um, my name is Destiny, my own granddaughter of Jolie. Uh, I more so had a question towards um, my nana, my grandmother, and also um, my aunts and uncles. Uh, what is the lasting legacy or something that um, Pop-Up has left in your life personally that you may want to share? Well, I can say that one of the things that's lasting um, was his kindness. Um, You know, you never know what somebody's going through and, uh, as a psychotherapist, I know that you will see sometimes people looking like they're the happiest. They have just the whole world going for them. But deep down inside, depression is eating at them. You don't know what's going on with them. And so just being kind to people because you don't know that your smile or that next hello or can I help you with something, keeps them from jumping off the ledge of life. So if I had to say something, I would say that Jolie's kindness and his willingness to always help somebody and and be available or just be present, sometimes just being present with someone um, makes all the difference in the world. And in particular, I led this project because of kindness. This was a labor of love. I thought also this would help bring healing to the family because grief doesn't just end overnight. You have the first, the first holiday, the first whatever, the first cookout, the first little things that remind you that this family member is no longer here. And Reverend Ray, we feel for you just losing your mom this weekend. So we are extending our love to you. Um, I know how close you were to your mother, and uh, uh, I just want you and your sister Vanessa to know that the Somerville family and the Miller family are behind you. Um, So if I had to say something, it would be Jolie's kindness. I remember when my father in the bathroom, he told me, he said, son, you always want to treat the person that you're resting like you want to be treated. He said, no matter what kind of crime they commit, you always treat that person the way you want to be treated. I carry that throughout my time with the sheriff's office. Also, my brother, Kevin, who joined before I did. And um, we both retired, and I uh, just been rehired by the sheriff's office. But um, I, I carry that each and every day. And I get gentlemen, you know, in their 70s and 80s from back in the day when Pops, uh, most of the 60s and 70s, they said Pop had arrested them. And Pop, I, every time I hear something that Pop made an arrest or Pop transported them to prison, he always treated them like a man. He always treated them like a man. I get that each and every time. I never had anyone come say my father. I did something disrespectful to them when you're making an arrest or anything in general. I, I never even heard that. And 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 I cared what he told me to treat everyone the way you want to be treated, no matter you know how 
what kind of crime they committed. I, I carry that to this day. And also my brother, like I said, my brother Daryl, he carried it with him too the whole time. So um, I'll pass this back to you. Uh, okay. Yep. I just want to uh, piggyback on um, what my uh, my brother Joey had said as well. The last, the last, um, I guess, official position that uh, my father had was bailiff at the courthouse, and he worked there with um, judges. He worked for a judge, matter of fact, worked with the judges. I mean, police officers, officials, lawyers, everyone. But he also came in contact, as my brother said, defendant, you know, and he still treated everyone still with that same amount of respect and human decency. And I do think that is a great legacy for, for anyone, for anyone these days. He's, you know, seen the best of people. He's seen the worst that um, someone can have inside them, and he's still, you know, found compassion for that person. So that's the one thing that I um, think made an impact on um, his legacy, you know, and also our family. Um, so one of the things I will share, um, this is Destiny, um, is um, although I'm not married, is seeing my um, papa come in the house, and we would all run for him to go give him hugs and kisses after he just walked in the house. And he'd be like, nope, nope, I got to greet my wife first. So we were like second place. I'm like, wait, but pop up, it's me. And it's like, nope, I got to hug my wife first. Okay, now I'm able to see your hugs and kisses. And I think that was an example um, that he set for us. And then also the importance of family and being there for one another. Um, and ultimately, um, among all the accolades and things that he received, and I remember one of my latter um, conversations with him, I was sharing, um, someone gave me a story about how he jumped in and didn't help them. And he was saying, you know, ultimately, you know, I just want people to be able to say, you know, that I was kind and that I loved them no matter who they were, where they come from. And I think that's what he's passed on to each each of us. There's a piece of that in all of us where, um, you know, you want to help others and do for other people. So I'm grateful um, that that's something not only my grandfather um, passed on to me, but my grandparents. Yes. Any Anybody else? JoJo? Come on over. They're being bashful right now, listeners. Hello, <laughs> Stephanie. Valerie? Yes? Um, I'd like to uh, make a comment about uh, Joe Lee's lasting legacy, especially uh, in the law enforcement. Especially in the law enforcement community. Uh, Joe Lee's wise counsel extended from St. Mary's County up through Washington, D.C., both on the federal side and the city side, the Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, we, as uh, we struggled uh, through those 70s, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the first chief of a major police department in the United States, African-American chief, wasn't until 1970. Joe Lee had already been through the wars, and he had the patience of Joe. And, and, and during that time, we, we were struggling to make first-line supervisors. And Joe Lee's counsel, his wise counsel to so many, we, we put him on uh, calls, uh, people that Charles County, young, young officers or young sheriffs, they would seek out his counsel of, of how to, to evade the uh, scandal that the, you know, because we were definitely facing racism. Uh, and, and I can't even imagine all that Joe Lee faced, and I'm sure it's so much that he didn't even expose to the family. So uh, I salute him, and, and all of law enforcement salute him appropriately. And that will be a lasting legacy for all that in his time that he counseled. And trust me, it was a many, many officers that uh, sought him out. Thank you, Andre. Thank you so much. Do we have any other callers who want to comment? We, we're, we're just loving this, and we want to hear from you. We, we have a, a grandson here, Joseph Lee, Jr. You were the third, the fifth, 
Encourage us, Father God, as we lift each other up and we hold each other up. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you so much, everyone. Amen. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Amen, everybody. Again, we want to thank you for joining us. That is, this has been strong together with Elder Reverend Valerie Miller. She sent her family on for the special Black History broadcast and are honoring uh, the late Sheriff Joseph Lee. Some of it, we are, we are glad to hear from um, Valerie and her family. Please share this video. Uh, with others, and please also know that there was quoted several times of donations for the scholarship of J.L. Somerville Senior Scholarship Trust. The P.O. Box is P.O. Box 97, Loveville, L-O-V-E-V-I-L-L-E, Maryland 20656. Make your checks payable to J.L. Somerville Senior Scholarship Trust. So, y'all be blessed. And know that there's power in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Amen.